0: Hi guys, and welcome back to Real. Today we are on the Big Comfy Couch, the literal definition of a Big Comfy Couch. Today we are here with one of my best friends from the internet, also probably one of your favorite people on the planet, Bran Flakes, and Black Truffle, a.k.a. Lindsay, who are both from the Between Us Girlies podcast. I know you guys know about it, so they need no introduction. But thank you guys for sitting on the couch with me today in your own apartment. Of
1: course.
0: We're so happy you're here. I'm so honored to be here. I'm so honored to have this as my home right now. This, like this. Yeah, literal, you slept on this last this night. This literal vicinity of this couch. I'm obsessed. It's so nice in Philly because you just get such freaking space. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like... I'm so jealous. Come move this, here. Is, I know. Well, you know what? It's nice for me to visit. It's the way that you like New York. Yeah. Is the way that I like Philly. Yeah.
1: just coming and visiting. So
0: I want you guys, for anyone who doesn't know, to explain how you both know each other and like what that story is.
2: Okay, so Brandon and I are neighbors from home. So we grew up in a town outside of Philly, and we met when like this group of like douchey guys in our neighborhood pushed me off of a scooter in front of Brandon's house. He came running out of the house. He was like, "Are you okay?" And I was like, "No." (laughs) And he was like, "Do you like Bratz dolls?" And I was like, "Yeah." (laughs) And Brandon comes like running down his driveway with like this huge ass tub of Bratz like accessories and dolls, and I was like. Oh, we're going to be best friends.
0: Yeah. That that right then and there—that's how I would know that's my person. No,
2: like it—it it was a full blown moment, and like we—we're actually staring at a bratz doll right now. Like we keep a bratz in our house. Should we grab her for yeah. the viewers to see? We bring her. Kylie into it. Wait, what? Did you have a
0: fave bratz doll? Because like I, I was, loved
1: Chloe and Yasmin. I loved
0: Chloe. Oh my god.
1: This is the Kylie Jenner if bratz doll. If for the guys doll. that are on
0: the video version. This is iconic. Hostway got is it for the me Kylie, for Christmas. Is this a Kylie, this yeah. is really yes. Kylie Jenner. Mm-hmm.
1: She's beautiful. She's, uh, she
0: looks iconic.
1: She's gorge. Yeah. From
0: your perspective, what was it? Like.
1: Yeah, no. I had just moved to the neighborhood and I saw Lindsay get pushed off a scooter. And of course I wanted like new friends and I was like, Oh my gosh, this is my inn. Um and we played brats all the time. And we had every class together in elementary school. Like we were always in the same class. Um and then in middle school I feel like we got separated because we were on our middle schools did, like, teams. Mm-hmm. It was, like, we were always on a different we team. Had, oh,
0: my God, I forgot about that team. Isn't that, when like,
1: could- a memory unlocked? Mm-hmm. We had teams. Um, And then we, like, w- but we were still friendly because we were neighbors, so we were on the same bus. We would always, like, communicate, mm-hmm. still, like, hang outside in the neighborhood together. And then we got really close again in high school because Lindsay used to copy off me.
2: Mm-hmm. Cheater, cheater. These tests aren't going to take themselves.
1: Yeah, yeah, honestly, I'd be copying
0: off you too. I like get it. People don't know that I'm smart.
1: No, like, no, I know you're smart.
2: Like four You would be. No, you like, would be. He was my favorite person to cheat off of.
0: <laughs> Everyone had their that one person that they would like text. Like I never
1: minded when Lindsay asked. She was like, can I have the homework? I'm like, sure. With other people, I would be like, you're annoying. But Lindsay, I never cared about. You're
0: like, okay, fine. You can do it. It's Mm -hmm. fine. Did you guys have a friend group? Or were you, was it, like, what was the dynamic like growing up? Like, into high school and that, like...
2: Middle school is weird because everybody's, like, friends, quote. Mm -hmm. So, like, yeah, we were friends in middle school. And then high school, you kind of branch out and you, like, start talking to different people. And our friend groups were very different, but we were always the same so like we always stuck together okay when
0: you were growing up this is like going into like kind of getting older too but when you were growing up when it came to talking about boys and talking about dating before brand came out what was that like did you you yeah I want to know like what what we've never talked about wait I'm actually (laughs) um (laughs) (laughs) sorry to put you on the spot I just you know like when you're growing up and like Obviously, you were playing with Barbie since the jump, like, but I mean, that's not to say that, like, some people can not be gay and just really like Barbies,
2: but... Ever Brandon by, like, like radiated like we can talk about this kind of energy mm-hmm. like my dad has this weird memory of Brandon that I still crack up at where he would come to my door like he would ring my doorbell as a child and he would go watch me I'm a star and would like throw his hand up in the air and would just stand at my front door like didn't care about my parents seeing like he has always been like an artist when it comes to like it was a production. And so, like, he it's always... So no, like, he always had this, like, yes energy. <laughs> yes. And like, I, like, I don't know. I feel like we never talked about, like, guys being hot or, like, any of my boyfriends, like, where you'd be like, oh, like, he's ugly or
1: hot, but... Until junior year. Yeah, but... Yeah. Like, once, once Lindsay and I got really close in high school, junior year was when I, like, started telling, like, mostly everyone. Like, okay. my parents, my close friends... And then I was having a field day with Lindsay because Lindsay's boy crazy. Mm. And she was always talking to, like, really attractive guys. Like, she dated, like, l- like some hotties. She was dating, like, popular guys, like, guys that, like, I was so curious about. I As was like, should. oh, my gosh, like, tell me what what they look like, like, on your yeah. clothes. Like, I <laughs> had so many questions.
0: So, coming, sorry, that's, <laughs> no, like, I just, it's so interesting, like, what, from your perspective, what it was like. And when, when you came out, from your perspective, like,
2: what happened and how did that happen? I don't
1: even remember telling Thank you. you. Okay. I
2: remember we were sitting in our library. Like we had this gorgeous library and there was this big bay window that we would all sit in. And Brandon at one point was like, yeah, like I'm gay. And I was like, you are? <laughs> Wowzers. I'm like dead. duh, you're gay. I have a question
0: for you. Okay. Is it offensive um, or like do, do people take offense to it when they say like, oh, I knew you were gay before you came out? Is that
1: offensive? I don't think it's, like, offensive. I just think it's, like, kind of an unnecessary thing. Unless, like, I... Like, just now, I was like, wait, did you know? Like, I'm a curious person, so I'm like, what were your thoughts? Yeah. Like, did you actually want to know? But, like, I think if you're telling somebody... I think there's, like, a comforting where you can be like, oh, babe, I knew. Like, I was just waiting for you to tell me. Like, mm-hmm. that's cute. But yeah. if you're like, ah-ha, I knew it. <laughs> like, that's, like, not supportive. yeah. No, like, I think yeah. bef- when someone first tells you, your first initial instinct should be to be like, I knew it already. It should be like, yeah. oh, thank you for telling me, mm-hmm. like, I think it's okay to kind of, like, coddle a little bit and be like, I had a feeling, but, like, I wanted you to wait until you yeah. were ready. Like, that's... Mm-hmm. I think that's a better way to go around it.
0: Okay. No, I always just was curious no, about That's fine. that. I don't know. Um, okay, so you're in high school. What was, like, your dating life like? I want you to take us through that because apparently you're dating some hotties, so now I need to know.
2: It was so weird. Like, I in middle school i had this pair of glasses that never fit over my face and i literally scrunch my face <laughs> up like i was a pug and when i got to high school i was like your your pug days are over like you need to i looked in the mirror one day and i was like wow like you're actually not beat like care about yourself so i get to ninth You're kind grade. of good yeah like you're kind of like okay so i get to ninth grade and i'm like i'm gonna be like that girl and there was this guy who had he went to our high school but he moved like to italy his family is like super italian Mm -hmm. he moved to italy came back and had to redo his like year Uh so he was in our grade he was like a ninth grader again and i like was in the black student union at in high school because i was obsessed with a man who was in the black student (laughs) union i hope he's having an excellent day and um he one of the guys in bsu said to me do you know Italy boy. And I was like, no, who's that? And he's like, Italy boy, and Italy boy's friend, Germany boy, because he is like blonde and obsessed with his culture and heritage. So we'll call them Italy and Germany. They were okay. best friends. Okay. Germany was a year older than us. Italy was in my grade, but they were both still like in the same grade, technically. Okay. So I was like, no, I don't know these boys, but Germany did go to my elementary school. I know that because I have an older brother in his grade and like I recognize that name. And he's like, oh, well, Italy's really into you. And I was like, all right, well, I just got hot like I'm bored (laughs) I just got hot he's hot now because he's Italian like give it to me so I was like (laughs) okay I'll do it so I started like hanging out with him we were having fun I like meshed our friend groups together and then I realized that I liked beer more than pasta I was like, we're going to Germany. We're going on an excursion through Europe. Period. So, the way
1: that took me like two seconds. No, me too. I was like, yeah. See, this
2: is why she needs to be on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) It's commentary like that that gets me. So after I, like, started to, like, drink beer and eat pretzels, I was like, <laughs> I've got to find a way to get out of Sicily. And say guten Morgen. Yes, guten Morgen. <laughs> like, I was, I just wanted to be, like, a Germany girl. So it took me through twists and turns. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people hated me. A lot of people thought it was iconic. Um, Why do hate you? Because I caused a stir in the friend group. hmm it was messy it was kind of where toxicity began in my life okay but I was a child like these are childhood memories this was a decade and a half ago yeah um but yeah it was sick and I dated him my uh most of my high school career until we broke up and then I dated someone who he hated because he hated them
0: period but you didn't
2: actually like them well I didn't go into it like I always thought he was really cute, and I didn't go into it like, "Oh, I like him." But mm-hmm. once I got to know him, I was like, "Oh, you're the nicest person alive." Okay, and you're hot. So we ended up not being bad. Yeah, but it was, but an it was time. the intentions
0: were for revenge in the beginning. It was really sick of me. Brand, what was it like for you? Like when your friends were dating, and what what was going on inside your mind in high school, in your love life, and
1: yeah, yeah. well, I didn't have a love life because there wasn't like too many gay people that were out in high school and the ones that were, we were not going to hook up. Um, And (laughs) I didn't have, like, any dating apps at that time. Like, it was, like, 2013 Mm -hmm. during this era. So, like, I, like, loved living vicariously through, like, my friends, like, Lindsay and, like, hearing about their boy struggles and, like, also I feel like a lot of my first, like, comfortable interactions as a gay man with a straight man were through like my friend's boyfriends mm-hmm. like I would get comfortable like I was literally scared of straight guys like I was like oh every straight guy is gonna think that I want to have sex with them because that was like such a toxic like stereotype back then oh you're gay you're, are you into me and I was so nervous about that so like some of my first positive interactions as someone comfortable in my skin finally talking to a straight man were like my friend's boyfriends mm.
0: so the friend's boyfriends did you feel like included in the Like, did you feel included in it? Certain
1: friends, yeah. Like, certain friends, I became, like, very close with their boyfriends. Mm -hmm. Um, Not Lindsay's boyfriends, because (laughs) Lindsay's boyfriend got a bad haircut one day. No, no. And he heard me scream at her. Like, we were at the lunch table next to us, and I was like, oh my god, Lindsay, he looks like a penis. Stop it. he hated me for, like... Literally two years because of that. Now I'm we're all friends. Out. Yeah, now we're friends.
0: Okay, so now you're fine. You
1: might meet him tonight. <laughs> really? Yes. He's an OG. We love. I'm him gonna so tell much. him. I don't he's like him. He's a gr- <laughs> he's such a girly. He's really? A, okay. Like he's a he's one of us. He's a girly.
0: Okay, love that. Then we can vibe with him and hang with him. So going into college, how right. did you guys like maintain friendship and
1: so stuff? that was interesting because Lindsay went to Penn State and I went to school like right around here. Um, but we would like always connect on like breaks and stuff because we were both home in the suburbs Mm -hmm. but we got really really like disgustingly close like after we graduated college Mm -hmm. because Lindsay and I both moved home and a lot of our friends like moved to the city and my friends from college who we now do the podcast with Casey and Bailey Mm -hmm. they moved in together in the city and I was like Lindsay you have to come meet my friends Casey and Bailey like we're not stuck in the suburbs on the weekends we can go to their house sleep at their house like drink there hook up with people like Mm -hmm. because we were under our parents roof right
2: yeah i mean like when when we were like in college i would see you brandon doing like the most obscene things with your friends like the way that people looked i don't even know if you know this but back in the day like I don't know four years ago five years ago like we were reckless like people before Brandon had a platform before we had between us girlies like people would literally see us and be like you guys are crazy that was (laughs) elevated in college in a way that like I was never a part of unfortunately but like I would watch it and when I came home from college I was like Brandon Stop. I would like to join. I, I volunteer tribute. Like, let's get it. Let's do this. You're like, let's get into something. Yes. Yeah. And like, it was really fun. Like having Casey and Bailey um live in Philly because we literally did spend every... Se- I would get in the car. We would pack bags. We would get in the car. Mm-hmm. I would drive down here and we would stay here. And like, that was what was
0: up. No, that's so fun. Mm-hmm. It's nice having like a core group. And I feel like you always end up making friends through other friends like that's how it always happens when you guys did go off to college and when you started making your own friends obviously not including Casey and Bailey but were there ever times where you met one of each other's friends and you saw that kind of there was like a red flag or something that you were like you're not
2: going to be friends with this person. speak on it should we
1: talk about Italy
2: um
0: okay so
1: I never visited Penn State to this day I've never been to Penn State's campus which is like honestly betrayal of, of like the state of Pennsylvania, but it's fine. Never been. That's so off-brand Lindsay would meet my friend. She would come in the summer. Um, So junior and senior year, I moved in an off-campus house. So Lindsay would come and visit me and we would all go out with my friends. And I don't know if you had any like strong opinions about anybody. But I didn't really get to meet any of Lindsay's college friends until I decided to do my master's program. And I was living at home, but then I did one semester in Italy and Lindsay visited me and brought a friend that... I thought it was a little bit of a red flag. Um I don't know how deep you want to go into that. Yeah, I'm
2: just curious in what ways, but obviously whatever you feel comfortable. How much So this girl I was friends with. She lived with a few of my other friends in college and she was very heavily invested in traveling to the point where it became her career. Mm. And so I was like, "Oh, my bestie is doing um his master's program in Milan. Would you be interested in like just like full-blown booking a trip and going?" And she's like, "Oh my god, hell yeah." So we like prepare for this trip it's expensive it's time consuming but she has it down like she plans our itinerary i'm so excited and we get there everything's fine and brandon says his one like red red flag that he noticed is that she didn't have a international um converter. like converter for the wall like you're a travel agent and you go to multiple countries on the regular and you don't have like a way to plug in your phone like brandon always said to me that that was weird but in my brain I'm i was like do. Wait, what do you mean like she didn't like when you
1: like so when you go to europe you need to have a special plug where because they have different Oh, wall oh outlets. the plug
0: converter so
1: lindsay has been telling me the whole time that i'm abroad she's like i can't wait for you to meet
0: so and so so
1: and so she's a travel person she's been all over the world so we all get to dinner we all go to dinner when they get there and the girl's like brandon like where can i buy a converter and i'm like Wait, you didn't bring one? Like that's like the first. This is my first time in Europe. I'm like, that's the first thing you bring to pack. Like you always that get a converter, true, or you like... buy one at the airport. Like yeah, exactly. Like it's such yeah, I like would have gotten one from Amazon yeah. beforehand. So I like do. you're you're literally we're sitting in front of the Duomo in Milan, and you don't have one. I just thought that was like nothing crazy to be like Lindsay. Don't be friends with her. But I was like that was strike one for me. I was like kind of weird that that's she's so like A, a travel agent and for a career, and she didn't even bring a converter. Like yeah, I guess maybe. Why around. wouldn't you have like seven laying around? You've been to like every country, right? it that was just true. bizarre no you're right so I, I you know me I like pick up on like weird like things like that that I usually don't like I get like but I'm a point system I don't verbalize things until like literally three strikes so then just regular behavior starts to happen I don't know where it was where I was like Lindsay like how much do you know about this girl like she's she's kind of a little weird um, she, she was just giving me some vibes and then a situation happened which w- I don't think we should go into too many details unless you want to but I told Lindsay be careful of that girl. Like if I were you, like I would not go and hang out with her at the bar that the girl was at while we were in Italy. And she was like doing her own thing. And I was like, Lindsay was like, I have to go back. Like I can't leave her. And I was like, I wouldn't. I
2: I felt like it was
1: my cancer energy,
2: like Mm -hmm. picking up on this. So like she had dealt with some things in college where, um, her medication was something that wasn't supposed to be mixed with alcohol. And that, always affected her very negatively and it's completely okay to take medication like i'm all for it but like if you do have side effects to your medication it's really important to prioritize your health um i get slip-ups but like this was a slip-up that was just kind of unacceptable and we went to this bar with brandon his friends um we had a really nice time and she was hanging out with this girl and they looked like really like cozy And I was like, oh, like, this is your experimental era, Slay. Like, Mm -hmm. I thought she was with this girl. Like, I I genuinely thought they were going to hook up. So I was like, oh, like, I'm going to leave. She's a travel agent. I didn't mind leaving her. She's been around. I go back to Brandon's apartment and he is blacked out. Sorry, (laughs) babes, but you were. He was blacked out and I'm FaceTiming this man on the phone and my phone is like almost dead because I've been talking to this guy for like an hour. Then it occurred to me, I'm like, where the hell is my friend? So Brandon takes one look at me in a blackout state. He looks at me and he goes, Lindsay, don't go find her. <laughs> it was the He's a little bit crazy. <laughs> and then he goes to sleep. And I managed to get out of yes, him. That was literally the most
0: on point Brandon impression I've ever heard.
2: No, it was crazy. He's a little
0: bit crazy.
2: And he had one sweatshirt with a hood. This is kind of an important part, but he had one sweatshirt with a hood and I'm a black girl with hair and it was raining. So I was like, you got to give me the hoodie, babes. I need it. Mm. I trekked through Milan, not knowing where anything was. I don't speak a lick of Italian. Mm -hmm. We end up at this, I end up at this bar where her location was sitting. Long story short, there were multiple creepy guys around. I had to figure out some things with the police. I ended up at the US embassy uh, my it mother, you really know, it, it, it was it was <laughs> one day. Maybe I'll tell this the full story, but it was so ludicrous and so insane that I told myself that I would never, ever travel like that ever. again. Meanwhile,
0: it's like with the travel agent of all. Yes. People, yes. And that got you in the most shit.
2: Yeah. And she apologized like we're cordial. And like I saw her recently at like a mutual friends like party. Mm hmm. Like, but I, I just don't want to, like, be in a situation where I travel with her again. Yeah. Ever. Or or go out with her. Yeah. Or drink with her. <laughs> I think the drinking thing is a big... Anyways.
1: What was the question? <laughs> if we had any bad vibes about each other. No, yes. Yeah. And, that was truly, like, after that, I was like... You're like... Lindsay, like...
0: Let's reel it in here.
1: <laughs> yeah. Which, I mean, I just mean TikToks about this. Mm-hmm. I, I always am that friend that, like, has the intuition. Mm-hmm. But... Things that are canon events, you have to let them play out. 100%. This was a canon event. That's a canon The U.S. Event. Embassy was a canon event. No,
0: literally being a POV, you end up at the U.S. Embassy like two days into your trip. Like that's insane.
1: Crazy. It was nuts.
0: Like so from your – now from your side, has anything happened with Bran where you were like, oh, he has a new friend or a, or a boy or like someone – that
1: she's very protective over me
0: because i my best mm-hmm. friend amanda and erica are like that as well and like they always are the first ones like i'm blind to things and i don't know i feel like neither of you guys are really that much like that but i get blind to things so my friends will be like this person is like not
2: actually your friend yeah i feel like brain's very anti like bullshit so like if somebody is radiating red flag energy he'll see it mm-hmm. and if it's seen and he still keeps them around. There's a purpose behind it. Mm -hmm. Not in like a, I'm using you for something, but like, it could be like, keeping the friendship together, like like avoiding drama. Yeah. Like things like that. Yeah. So like, I've never really noticed anybody in particular. There was this one man who like genuinely ruined his life for like three weeks um, so that was a hard watch, considering I'm the person in this house who has issues, and I'd like to keep it that way. <laughs> um, it always
0: there always has to be a switch off every
1: once in a while. Yeah, She's being generous for three weeks too it was more like three months. Yeah, I was but gonna say happened. three weeks
0: sounds like not that much. Yeah, but it was he, a tough three weeks. It was
2: tough. He he was a glorified gym teacher. Oh god! Oh god! Had terrible energy. Who was just playing him like every fiddle in the entire world, and it was a really hard watch where did you meet this man? Grinder? That should have been the first,
1: first red flag, first red flag. But I think like, since like becoming a content creator and like getting a following, Lindsay is like really good at like grounding me and being like, Hey, like I don't like that person's vibe or I feel like that person's like, kind of like using you or being Mm -hmm. like a pick me fashion week she like there was a big influencer that I thought I was close with and Lindsay was like just so you know I hate that girl mm-hmm. and the way that she treated you at that event was like not okay um and maybe one day we'll tell that full story but yeah. she's like opened my eyes to like because sometimes I feel like oh like I make excuses for a lot of people I'll be I like it. they're busy they're at an event like they don't have time to mm-hmm. say hi and Lindsay was like Brandon no, no like that girl just like fully blew you off mm-hmm.
0: Yeah
2: and i feel like also girls will go out of their way to this is a weird thing that i'm sure your friends deal with also but like philly is big small Mm -hmm. so brandon is noticed on the street at the bar people want to be friends with brandon it makes sense he's a fun party influencer like why wouldn't you but sometimes people go about it in the weirdest ways where i'm like i don't trust those people like they just want something for you it's like I just have like a sixth sense now where I'm like, I don't think that that person has like your best interest. They're like self-centered in something that they want.
0: It is weird how my friends have the same thing, like as they've been around me more. And I do want to ask you about this also. I feel like you just pick up on what someone's intentions are. Mm-hmm. And so for you going back to in the beginning and just like as you've gone along on like his journey of like becoming an influencer and getting bigger, um, what are some things you've noticed at like events? Have you ever had? I mean, we, obviously you just talked about that one experience, but- What has it been like for you kind of on the outside being able to because I always say I always pay very close attention to how people treat my plus ones Mm -hmm. or my friends that they might not know from social media. It's just like a person that has a corporate job and whatever. So how has it been like for you like sometimes being the plus one and showing up and um, have you ever had weird experiences?
2: Yeah, I mean, I feel like I've done a lot of really cool things like it could be as small as a restaurant opening, which is still a big deal. But we also just came back from Puerto Rico and I was taken as a plus one where like Frontier like sent us there, which was really cool. So it's like there's a plethora of events, but I feel like the events where they're smaller and more Philly condensed are the events where I get irritated the most because it is a field day for competition and I am a person, and this is me speaking candidly, I'm not an influencer yet, um, yet. so I don't really care what I say. You don't compare where you don't compete. So when I see these, like, smaller people act like they are on Brandon's level of, like, success, and, like, I'm not saying that you you can't think big picture and, like, you can't put yourself on a pedestal. You should be your biggest advocate, but that doesn't give you an excuse to be rude to somebody. yeah. It's like you're not on that level like who do you think you are kind of in comparison to Puerto Rico when I went with huge influencers and really credible confident like cool people like one girl was on The Bachelor and she now has like an amazing platform where like she's beautiful and like smart and kind and like another one just went to Alaska on this like amazing cruise and I was so excited to see her content. It's like one of them is Dakota and Jackson yeah, from TikTok. I it's, fucking like, love them. And those people, like I felt so safe and like they were so kind. And it's something that, like, I feel like with me, like what I've realized the bigger you are, the more you kind of get it, Mm -hmm. I guess. Mm -hmm. And I feel like their plus ones get it too. Mm -hmm. And it kind of makes the community a little bit better. I feel like Philly influencer culture is like a little toxic. Mm. I do get that sense with smaller creators too. I think
1: it's. I hope that
0: doesn't. It
1: happens. No, I you're
0: think tell- it's it's what it's you're your trying experience. to say. Yeah, and and I understand it too. What you're trying to say, I think
1: it it's all about insecurity. And I think a yes. lot of times when you have a you should you should treat people with kindness, whether you have zero followers or ten million. That's but sometimes Period. people who have the ten million followers feel very secure in their success because it, it's the proof is in the pudding. Yeah, so they act actually nicer to people because they're they're not competitive. They know what they have going on. They believe in themselves. Whereas someone who sometimes might be smaller and insecure about that, which is, in my opinion, silly because micro-influencers are honestly where the money's at, where the engagement's at. But sometimes they second-guess themselves and it comes out in ways where they act competitive or they act weird. And it's the what events are you going to energy and how much money did you get for that brand deal? Or, Oh, is this meal being sponsored for you? Mm. Did they send you an Uber code? And it's like, that like I kind of just want to go to an event and like talk as we for people. Like yeah. it is good to, to talk about work. Like I love to network and be like, Oh, how's everything going with the agency you just signed with? Do you like them? I'm thinking about switching. Like I saw you worked with this brand. That's such a cool opportunity. Mm-hmm. Like, and then some people are like, Oh, here's their contact. They would totally work with you. But then when you're like, Hey, I saw you just went to Italy last month. Who did you work with? I want to get a comped hotel. Can you tell me what yeah. what did you get for free? Because yeah. I want to go. Also, like, did you get invited to that? Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's right. The tone of voice yeah. Too. And I think Lindsay Josue, my boyfriend, has been like Brandon. That person was just like trying to one up you, and I sometimes have a blind eye to it. I'm like really? And I was like, but it's probably "Mm." the Philly
0: people that are doing that. Yes. Because I would I have never, and, and I'm curious with you, but I have never experienced that with, it's always, and it's, and people that are the ones that go on TikTok after meeting influencers that are usually a smaller influencer trying to get followers. And they're like, I had a bad experience with this person because she said, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you're projecting You're mm-hmm. and and I know it, it's fucked up to say and, and if someone did have a bad experience with an influencer that is valid because it can happen it, you can have a bad experience with anyone but I find that a lot of the time these creators sometimes or just people they're looking for such a specific response from the influencer that if they don't get it they project their insecurities onto yeah. them and they're like because they didn't say exactly what they wanted them to say does that make sense
2: yeah like, 100% and this is what This is like a weird world Like even I'm not even in it And I feel like I'm in it Like It is so weird to For this to be a job Like Mm -hmm. the fact that you guys Do this full time Is insane It's everybody's dream So like there is probably A lot of pressure But like New York has a ton of girls Who do Certain things That are the same Like you have your fashion girlies You have your food girlies You have your lifestyle girlies Philly You have Brandon And one other influencer Who does like I'm outside content One huge influencer in Philly who kind of is like, let me give you a tour of Philly. Like, that's her entire thing. Mm -hmm. And then everyone else is food. Mm. Everyone else. So it's like you have these completely different, like, areas of work. And you, again, like... You don't compete or you don't compare. And that sounds so rude to say, but it's like, that's not to like diminish the like time and energy and product that these other creators put into their work. Like they're amazing Philly influencers that I really respect and like love content wise and as people. Yeah. But some people just need to take a deep breath. Mm -hmm. Like you should be grateful that you're here.
0: Yeah. It's a hundred percent true. And it is again, a lot of the smaller people or the medium sized people that I feel like are the ones that are arguing over stupid things or complaining about the silly things. Like, if you're being taken on a brand trip, for example, just be grateful. Mm -hmm. Just be grateful. Let's not talk about it. Let's, like, just be happy that we're here. Be kind to everyone. And that's another thing I feel like even as, like, an influencer in New York, most of the people are very secure with themselves. At least the people that I surround myself with and we surround ourselves with in New York, very secure with themselves. But there are the ones that, you find are, like, kind of trying to one-up or Mm -hmm. a little bit snaky, like, trying to get something. Yeah. What's your experience been with with New York? and and, um,
1: I've had mostly really positive interactions with, honestly, almost every influencer that I've met. Um, Is there times where I feel like some people are, like, rude? Absolutely, of course. But what I always say, it's, like, We put influencers on this pedestal where it's almost like when we have discussions like this, it's like these behaviors are exclusive to influencers. Like this isn't true. Like when I worked a corporate job, we would have corporate parties and the CEOs and managers were like the influencers with millions of followers. They were clicky. They wouldn't address you. They're the same people. When you get on a meeting, you're too scared to talk to you because they're 10 levels higher than you. And you're at the quote unquote bottom of the totem pole. This behavior exists everywhere. Influencers just live on the internet where people have these discussions and people think like, oh, you're an influencer. Like you're you're not necessarily famous, but you're recognizable. Mm-hmm. You probably make a decent living. And it's just like, oh, this influencer must be rude because they have all these followers. It's like, no, like some of the rudest influencers I've met have been in Philly who have literally like 50,000 followers. Some of the nicest influencers I've, I've met have like millions. Yeah. But in New York, I just think everything like – I get like sad in New York sometimes because I just, it reminds me of how fake the world is and not fake people wise, just like how fake the industry is. Like I went to this event at Boot Barn a year and a half ago and there was this like beautiful like presentation that they put on and I for like just five seconds, I was like, I don't want to record this everyone's phone was up just recording and i was like every influencer here is posting the exact same story yeah. not one person at this event has talked to one and like has met someone new everyone here came looked around it was just like hi yeah filming my brand deal taking content hey guys we're at the boot barn event everything here is so gorgeous i am so obsessed like let me show you the new collection i'm just like Why don't you have a cocktail and ask somebody who they're fucking? Like, let's just be, like, let's just be people. But
0: you know what? I actually almost disagree with that a little Please do, yeah. Because I think that there are certain events that are, like, very – Like, if I'm getting paid to go somewhere, I'm not there to have a drink or interact. Totally. I'm going to. I'm going to say hi to people. I'm going to talk to the brand, whatever. But at the end of the day, I, in my mind – this is my job, I have a job to do, I'm going, I'm taking my content, I'm focused on that because I'm getting paid to do this and it is my job and so, yes, in a way, it is kind of like a machine. Of We're course. all machines pumping out this content. We're getting paid to do it. And they're setting up this whole thing in this presentation. They're not setting it up so we can be so impressed by it. I mean, obviously, that's a side effect of it. We're going to be like, oh, look at this new pair of shoes, whatever. They're setting it up because this is what they want our audiences to see. It's like yeah. they can't get our entire audience in a room together. So this is how they're portraying it to our audiences in a way that's achievable to them. Yeah, Like the way to get the attention of our audiences is through influencers. They respect us. They trust us.
1: A hundred percent. And I agree with that. I think my perspective is that when every influencer is creating the exact same content, yeah. I, as a viewer, don't want to watch that content. I agree. I would much, like, if you start your video off with, come with me to the boot Barn and pop-up shop in New York City. I'm scrolling. You're if right. you come out and you say, I had the craziest Thursday night of my life. First, I started off and got drinks at blah, 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 at this hotel lobby bar. Then I went to this event that I had to go for. Not saying that. Then I went to this event at Boot Barn. So much fun. The collection was gorgeous. I met this person here, all this stuff. You're right. When I go to an event, I always say, guys, take 10 clips of me. Let's get the content out. And then I want to kill two birds with one stone because part of this job is networking. Mm -hmm. And actually going up to the people who want invited you the pr people the agency the people who work for the brand 100%. talking to them schmoozing and then meeting other influencers yeah. and then talking to them and that's how you get things set up mm-hmm. so i think in new york i just realized like wow this is like really robotic like we're at the rare beauty event and we're about to meet selena gomez and like everyone is just like yeah it's, it, it's, it's weird to me whereas i feel like in philly because those crazy events don't happen there right. is more of a sense of like people stop and look around and they're grateful and in New York sometimes I and this is the same in LA too like you just go to things I think because it's so much more normal it's such a more popular like influencer scene most influencers live in New York it's always interesting to be like wow like this is an Amazon storefront dinner that I'm at sitting next to Renee Rapp and I hear the influencer next to me go who is that and I'm like
0: (gasps) um excuse me Renee Rapp is literally my icon and my queen and I'm like
1: oh my gosh like okay Th- this is crazy if this was happening in philly everyone would be like Freaking this is such out. a cool experience and so and it's not to say that that person wasn't grateful i love the girl People who said that but i was just like oh wow like you go to events like this all the time like this isn't impressive to you and I'm, yeah. it's just it's an interesting dichotomy like of like how different the worlds can be
0: yeah it is hard because even i feel this and i'm not trying to sound like whatever but this is called real podcast so i'm going to be real about shit right. like I've realized that a lot of events, I'm exhausted and, oh my God, I'm so tired. This is going to come off terrible. But like a normal person, when you're going to like events every night, your social battery gets low and you're tired. And so you kind of have to learn to pick and choose the things that are really important to you. And -hmm. I think a lot of the time, I've learned to actually pick and choose things. Not go to something and be half in, half out. I would rather go to something, put my all into it. Like when I go to something, I know I'm going to be at my 100%. The problem is I think a lot of influencers, they want to... They spread themselves thin. They want to go to everything. And then you're desensitized. You're yeah. completely desensitized to every experience. And that's the scary part about being an influencer. I agree. And I
1: always say this too – especially because I do factor that in because there's some events where I'm not chipper and I'm like, I don't really necessarily want to be here, but this is part of my job. You give people two tries, mm-hmm. always. Mm. If someone's rude to you the first time, give them a pass. If they're rude to you the second time, then it's like, okay, See, I actually... See, I don't even agree
0: with that. I You would never be rude to
1: a stranger. I wouldn't. <sighs> you would never be rude to a... There's been times where I haven't been my best. When I'm drunk or wasted and like I get really bad... like overwhelmed like i can come off route if i'm feeling really overwhelmed mm-hmm. and like a place I would feel overwhelmed is at a really crowded bar when people are pushing me and other people are trying that's to stop really me. hard and
2: sometimes you don't notice like one time we were at the beach and this influencer was really excited to see brandon and he was just drunk and like irritated which i get and i said to him i was like you were evil to that girl like you honestly should <laughs> be horrible. shot like you were vicious
1: to her. I don't even remember this. Oh my yeah. God. And I'm,
0: I, you know what? I There was one time that apparently someone said I was rude to someone at Common Ground and I was blacked the fuck out. I'm like, even in my both blacked out state, I've never been rude to someone. I might have genuinely not heard them. Mm-hmm. But yes, I agree. It had, like, mm-hmm. if you're that drunk, there's, there's gotta be, there's you might a not time hear something. Place. You might not be able to hear you're in these crowded, crazy bars, like,
2: there you know shit happens when you're that blocked out well when he saw her again he was actually radiated so much kindness that i was like you're scared wow brand like what the hell is this you're like i'm like, trying to literally it was this- it was an exceptional recovery your time too was great yeah when that's you- why
1: i say everyone for me gets like one strike i'm like that might have been a bad night for them they might not even remember they might be dealing with something Hopefully the next time I see them, they're in a better spirit. And if they're not, then I'm like, okay, they just might not be that nice.
0: Yeah. Some people, and yeah, there are some people in this industry and out there that a a lot of, and I also find like when I'm talking to someone, there's always like a commonality. Like we can always kind of be like, everyone has the same experiences with the same people. The common experience is the common experience. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. There are certain influencers that it's just, you hear time and time again, like this person, but that's it. Again, like you said, influencers it's just they're on a pedestal but this happens to regular people too it's just a person being a nice person or a not nice person or a friendly person not friendly person Mm -hmm. person with social anxiety a person that's really outgoing and and has no social anxiety 100 percent. so going out now i want to switch over to like just being feral and going out in philly and stuff yeah so first of all like let's talk about your favorite spots and like where you guys go out and what the experiences are like.
1: Yeah. So it, it definitely changed. Like, uh, obviously, as you get older, different bars become more appealing to mm-hmm. you. Some become less appealing to you. We love Barstool, Sansom Street. You love Barstool, Sansom Street.
0: I fucking, if I could dedicate my life to, I mean, fuck Barstool, the company. Can I say that? Yeah, sure. Fuck Barstool, the company.
1: Um, I don't think their bars are like really, it, when people try to describe their bars to me, it doesn't sound like Barstool, like, I don't want to say Barstool doesn't own them because I think they do, but like they're not – they're like a weird side business almost, like an extension. Yeah,
0: it's like not like – but whatever, either way, Barstool is a great fun bar in Philly and I thrive there.
1: Yeah, because we like bars that are set up like Barstool where there's a lot of space and there's different – areas were different so like the basement of barstool is my scene feral edm music dark lit raging Mm -hmm. fist pumping the upstairs is like a regular sports bar tvs like everywhere hot guys watching sports easy to flirt and then there's another part that's kind of a hybrid of both where Mm -hmm. you still have the tvs but there's booths Mm -hmm. and a dj where you can like kind of dance and talk so it it really can like fit the scene and it's very i would say most people who are there are like 24 25 are up mm-hmm. whereas i think the college kids and the 22 year olds go somewhere else so i think it's age appropriate for us we also really like this new bar called vinyl which is a live music place um and it they do all kinds of live music you could see a jazz band one night or you could see a literal edm dj one night um and it's just like a really fun setup and it, it's just been different for us mm-hmm. is there anything i'm missing
2: I really like the upstairs of Time. So there's Mm -hmm. this bar called Time. It's a restaurant on one side with like really like classy seating. They have a jazz band that comes every single night. Delicious espresso martinis. It's separated by a curtain and then another curtain. So when you come on the other side, it's like a little bar. They have a touch tunes in there so you can pick the music. Same amazing drinks. Boots. Very like I want to talk to you energy, but Mm -hmm. not enough to like go buy dinner. Then upstairs you have in my opinion the best mix of music it's like strip club anthems mixed with like I love that no like it is so good mixed with like old throwbacks mixed with you know you'll have like your few EDM bops in there Mm -hmm. so it's a chance for like me to get my strip club anthem energy and Brandon to get his like Dom Dalla energy so it's like a great mix of both and it's very like loungy so I, I bang with time a lot I think it's really fun
0: since you guys are seasoned like going out professionals, I need to know what's like the craziest thing that's happened to you when going out or is there a really crazy fight story that you've had where like you've gotten in an argument with someone or like what's something wild that has happened that you're like, holy fuck, what just happened?
2: You yeah. want to go? You go. <laughs> I actually just had one the other Oh weekend. my God, tell please. I told this on the Between Us Girlies podcast a little bit. Um, one of our co-hosts, Ex boyfriends found out some things that were said about him on the podcast. Nothing bad, just life experiences and like how his, their relationship shaped her as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, His friend group didn't like that very much I personally don't care about a bunch of cis white men Not liking Between Us Girlies podcast Two black girls, a blonde and a gay Um, It's not for you But anyway, (laughs) continue to listen Um, One of them came up to me We were having a fine time I don't particularly enjoy this group of boys But I am polite and kind to them when I see them They've never done anything to me personally Um, So I was enjoying my night after like multiple 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 drinks. They became what I like to call creatures and (laughs) one of them just decided to absolutely blow up on me to the point of Me screaming so loudly in barstool to everyone around me I like on my own podcast had to apologize to those around me because I was screaming at the top of my lungs full angry black girl like just it, it was so aggressive and so bad I Said things to him that I wish I could take back because they were just so vulgar and so mean. But he was literally projecting onto me how he felt about my podcast, which was also pissing me off. Then this girl. This is something I didn't talk about on my own podcast. This girl who's in their group, I guess, she's hooking up with one of the guys in that group who I'm not a fan of. I've I've never been a fan of him. Um, And for some reason, she just felt the need to insert herself. And it was getting to a point where my dad always told me it's not a good look for women to fight but my fists were balled up like that arthur meme and i was about to hit the girl like it it was getting to a point where i was like she was like is that girl talking about me it's like number one no one's talking about yeah why do you why does she think this is about her this is about a and b so you can see yourself out i don't know what she was thinking but i had to be removed by a friend because i was going to clock her and then once i went outside The fight followed into the street where I then looked ghetto in the street, screaming at this man. The bouncer of Barstool came over to me and said, "Um, if they need to leave, I will make sure that they leave. Lucky for him, they had already left. So uh, it wasn't one of my finer moments, but uh, it is what it is. Honestly, it makes an iconic story. We got in a
1: drunk screaming fight once. Yes, it was I really funny. So, Oh my God. This was like a few years ago and I had gotten into a little bit of a tift with Casey and Bailey actually. I think I was, I, I forget who it was. It might've been Casey. Casey and I like got into like a stupid argument. I don't even remember what it was about. And Lindsay was just becoming friends with Casey and Bailey. And I was, it was kind of like, I was like, those are still my friends territory. So Lindsay texted me when I, I had plans. I was already in the city and Lindsay was like, Hey, like, I know you and Casey are, like, kind of, like, beefing right now, but, like, could I go out with Casey? And I was just, like, I mean, I would really prefer if you didn't. Honestly, Mm. I was, like, we're just, like, kind of, like, not in a good place right now. Like, if you could, like, not, that would be great. Mm. Um, Lindsay did it anyway, which, whatever. Um, And then Lindsay ended up texting me, and she's, like, hey, like, I actually, like, want to come where you're at. And she came and met me at the party that I was at, and I was intoxicated at this point and obviously had some – feelings towards Lindsay because I was like I asked you not to do something and you did it and it was iconic because we went to the backyard of this house also what's not lost on me is the house that we're at is the same guy's house who Lindsay is talking about in her fight wow that's full circle that's just the most Philly thing ever Um, but it was one of those fights where it could have been a reality show because Lindsay was like on her way like home like she was gonna leave so she's like downstairs in this guy's backyard like where his door is and I'm like standing on the stairs like screaming at the top of them like full Jersey Shore I'm like what you're fucking selfish and Lindsay's like you're selfish you only care about yourself like we're just going at each other and then it like we lived in the suburbs at this time and we're like 40 minutes from our house at home and I was like like damn like even though I just dragged the fuck out of her I should ask her if I can get in her uber so like I like literally no. run back down I'm like hey Lynn <laughs> I'm like could hey, I girl. like get in your uber home like I'm I think I should leave too That's ballsy. and she said yes she said yeah but we were silent the entire I ride did not talk
2: I was yelling at him. I was like, "People are not property. They are my friends too. Um, You don't get to tell me where I'm gonna go." And then at the end, he's like, "Can I get an Uber?" I'm like, "Well, I'm not gonna leave your ass here. Like, let's go home." Like, I was, I'm not. What am I gonna leave him? I know. I don't hate him. well, that's the
0: friendships that are so long that it's like a sisterhood. You just, it's my, he's my brother. Yeah, it's like I would do that with my brothers exactly. Like you just no matter how angry it are you are at them, you just got them.
2: We cracked up like days yeah, after. Really looking back on it. Like it, it was a really quick fight. He was like, I understand your perspective. I was like, I get yours too. He was like, All right, well and then we just cracked up. Is that the worst fight you've ever gotten in? No. Oh no. <laughs> okay,
0: so what is the worst fight that you guys have ever gotten in over the years?
1: So going back to high school, Lindsay and I both wanted to be on homecoming court. It was like a dream of ours. So where Lindsay would copy, we would go to Starbucks. That's where Lindsay would copy my homework. And we made a deal with each other that we were both gonna campaign for homecoming court and if only one of us got on, we would be the other one's date. So if like Lindsay got on, Lindsay would take me to homecoming because when you're like the homecoming court's person's date, you get to like ride in this car, you get to walk down like this aisle. It's like a really fun thing. Yeah, it's cute. So I cared about it more than Lindsay did. So Lindsay like wasn't like really campaigning that hard. I like made like a banner on Twitter, whatever, and <laughs> Twitter. I, I got nominated. Um, so of course I was like, okay, Lindsay, like I'm going to ask you to homecoming and like you had to do it in like a creative way where you like wrote it on something, all of that bullshit. So I asked Lindsay to homecoming and she says, yes, of course. But then Lindsay, like we said, it was boy crazy. She was dating this guy at the time and she's like, well, Brandon, like I can't like not go to homecoming with my boyfriend. And I was just like, I don't get it. Like we like already agreed on this. Like you're written down as like my date who you're going to like walk down with me during like when they we get introduced like there's all of these things like it was just like really messy and I was so upset I was just like I just like I don't know who else I'm going to ask like I was so excited for this experience and I feel like you're like ruining it for me
2: yeah it wasn't one of my finer moments I like with homecoming court like we went to a high school at Upper Dublin. There's only going to be one person of color on homecoming court. And me and this girl, we just went head to head all oh my, of high school. Oh my God. We went head to head. No, it was terrible. It was really terrible. And she was like very into it more than I was to the point where her campaigning was wild. And she got nominated and I was like, whatever, mm-hmm. it's fine. Um, And, yeah, I was just, like, not a good friend. Like, it's – high school teaches you a lot of things about yourself. And Mm -hmm. one of the biggest lessons is that boys come and go. Very true. So this man came, and he he definitely went. And um, I, like, talked to my mom about it. And I was like, I'm a really bad person. And then I had to apologize. Brandon, like, made me brownies. Like, it was – it was really mean of me. It, it was honestly very out of character. Like, I always prided myself in being, like, a kind person. hmm Whatever. Everyone fails. We all fall down. Yeah, I was going to say everyone has a
0: moment in their friendship where you do something that's either out of character or you're just, like, going through some shit. Like, it's always, like, you're just going through something. And, like, but the best part about when you have, like, a long-time friend like that is that you get through it. You understand. You're, like, this wasn't your finest moment, babe. Like, didn't like you at that point, but... You just get through it and you power through it. Like I think that's the showing of of a true, real friendship. Yeah. You don't drop someone because times get tough. You're like, this wasn't good of you and don't do it again and we're going to move
2: forward. Yeah. And we moved forward. We yeah. had a few little tiffs after that, but nothing like... Brandon and I don't really fight like that. We, yeah. we fight. It's very sibling yeah. energy. That's that, I And I
0: think that's very telling too. It's how you can kind of just fight in a minute and and know how to just
2: get over things mm-hmm. and life
0: is short so you can't hold grudges against people hold thing against hold things against people
2: we also are like big cheerleader energy like brand's mm-hmm. my biggest cheerleader i'm his so mm-hmm. it's like you don't like fall apart with people who like genuinely have your best interests. like it's very hard to find those people who are mm-hmm. like all around good so it's like i wouldn't throw that away for anything you
0: know, and that was actually going to be my next question, getting into like some sentimental shit, um, because I feel like this is a good way to kind of like end the conversation. What is like your favorite thing about each other as people and then about as a friend, like the, the way that they treat you as a friend and then the,
2: just who they are as a person? As people, it's the easiest question to answer. We're both idiots there is nobody the only other people who get the sick and twisted jokes that Brandon and I tell would be my brothers and like that's saying a lot because they're two straight disgusting young men so it's like having that at home it's like it's like literally being with your brother but you don't have to curb yourself or filter yourself because that person's also your best friend so it's like doing things together is so much fun because we're always aligned like the energy is never not there. They it's love. like a joy. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, we definitely have, like, the same sense of humor, um, which is always, like, fun. Like, we can speak our own language. Like, even last night, I feel like you got a glimpse of it, We're like, yeah. we literally said the word hard, and we were just, like, hard. That's me and, and, my, just, me like, and my sister do that shit. start, like, making sex noises. Like, we're yeah. just, like, gross. Like, uh, our friends will be around us and be like, you guys are insane. Like, that, shut It's up. literally me and my sister. I swear. Um, so definitely, like, as friends, like, our senses of humors are so like synced up it's crazy mm-hmm. i would say as a person i think Lindsay just has like a really big heart and very pure like she's very like she's a good person and sometimes that's like rare to honestly find like you can have friends that like you have fun with but like you know deep down like they might be a party friend or they might be a certain friend that like you can't actually rely on like Lindsay will like if I'm, like, right now to Lindsay, I really need your help. Like, you need to come do this for me. Like, she'll do it. She might roll her eyes and be like, ugh, all right. But she'll get <laughs> but the job done do and she'll do it. Um, So just having someone that, like, she's a dependable, like, I can always count on her.
2: Aww. Wow, kiss me. Um, I would say the same for you, that you are very, like, you're always in my corner and you always have my back. Like, I think the best thing about having a friend is having support, like, if you can feel supported by at least one person in your life, like you're going to be okay. Mm -hmm. And it's like, Brandon has supported me in the smallest things, whether it be like a job transition or like a guy who was an ass to me or like as big as like, Oh, I need you to pay our rent because I'm financially unstable. It's like, he has supported me in every way possible. Mm -hmm. And like, it's not something like that you can take lightly. Like Mm -hmm. it's just like the biggest deal. So, and he like, enjoys doing it which is crazy
0: I I get that it's the it's because you're very empathetic and it's and it makes you happy to make the people you love happy Mm -hmm. and I think that's a huge huge thing and I agree I'm like you have a big heart and you have the biggest heart as well so I completely agree okay to wrap it up we're gonna do some fun little rapid fire things so first of all for both of you what are your favorite fashion trends right now and a fashion trend you literally want to throw out the window in the trash
2: I hate those boots I hate those boots up the leg with the with the straps the Rocky
0: what she <gasps> hates them.
2: you hate them I
0: hate it's, them it's such a specific style it's a very specific style that's
2: valid You're I, I hate it and some girls look really cute in yeah. them I just I hate them I hate them so much um a trend that I really like I would say mmm. Mm-mm. I really love like the Pilates onesies with oh, the love. like Bolero shrugs. Yes. Or bo- the, yes. The shrugs. I think they're so cute. You can wear them with sneakers, Uggs, 10 out of 10. Comfy. Yeah.
1: This is like a, a double-edged answer. I love bows. I okay. love that girls are putting bows in their hair. I love that there's bows in fashion details. But I also am just on the I hate all trends. Like, can we just like... If you're wearing a bow, you're wearing a bow. It's not your soft feminine era. You're wearing a bow. That does not mean you have to say this is my soft feminine era. It doesn't have to be that big of a statement. There are bow. There are girls who are dressed in all black and wearing bows. Remember when you would put the two bows in your hair, Tumblr? Mm-hmm. Like that was not soft feminine. That was emo phase. Like yeah. not everything needs to have a name and like be this like thing. So that's the trend I hate. Is that like when we have cute things that are popular that we have to immediately categorize them into an era or a core mm. or it's just too much. It's
0: so true. People are obsessed with the aesthetic, the core, the micro trends. Mm-hmm. Such little tiny things that they take and they make it into this whole yeah. clean girl. The clean girl aesthetic, the I can't. aesthetic. I'm like, guys, we need to chill out. What is the fav- your favorite place that you've ever visited and a dream destination that you want to visit?
1: Oh, that's so tough. I think my favorite place that I've ever visited is probably Mykonos just oh, because like love. not only is it beautiful, tropical and all of that, but it's feral as far the men are gorgeous. Yeah. Like I just have like some of like the best memories of my life there. Um, um I really want to go to Singapore and Australia. Those are like my number one and two like places I want to travel to before I, I die.
0: That those are a part of the world that I like haven't been to Me yet. Me So that's like the next part of the world that I really yeah like to
1: go have not now. even entered close to that area. Mm, so I would love to. Same.
2: Favorite vacation spot. It's Hawaii. I literally oh. made it my entire aesthetic. Actually, it still is. I talk about it regularly. It's annoying. So I'm going to shut up now because Brandon hears it all the time. But XOXO Hawaii. Oh um, place I want to visit. I've always, always, always wanted to do an African safari, like up close and personal. I want to do that too. It um, sounds really cool. Also to see the Great Pyramids. I think that sounds mm-hmm. unreal. Um, and then to do like a nature extravaganza in Thailand, like a jungle. I literally, that's so sick so cool and
0: like just being in in it like Mm -hmm. actually like being in the trees like in everything I want
2: that sounds so dangerous but so sick no it sounds so sick
0: okay last one what is something that you are really pushing for right now or what's a goal that you have that um or just something you're excited for this year
2: I would definitely say our podcast with our other two friends at between us girlies pod um I'm really excited for the journey that we're already on with that podcast so I think there's only good things to come in the future
1: Definitely second that. I think, like, for me, like, this year, it's, like, last year, I learned I can do everything on TikTok. I can do brand deals. I can make a killing off of that. I can live financially comfortably off that. So grateful for it. But it wasn't necessarily the most fulfilling for me in terms of, like, I just felt like it was affecting my mental health in ways that I didn't want it to in terms of the comments you're reading, the volatility of the algorithm and the unpredictableness of everything and just feeling like it's not reaching the audiences you want to reach. So for me, this year is about leveling up. It's about doing podcasts, you know, possibly going on TV again, but in like a healthier setting because the TV show I did last year, like really not being good for my mental health in the long run. Um, But just, Maybe I would love to get into hosting. It's something I've always wanted to do, like hosting a dating show or hosting, like, a fun TikTok show, like, something like that. Like, just being more – challenging myself to do something now that I'm, like, so, so comfortable behind the camera – Going beyond just posting videos on TikTok, like doing a different platform or getting involved in different things. Obviously, I would love to go on more brand trips and meet more people too.
0: Same. I literally second that too. Also, wouldn't it be so funny if we co-hosted a dating show?
1: That would be, that would be so fun. Like, like
0: the banter back and forth of us being the co-host.
1: We would be, it's, it's funny because we have such dating, like different dating like tastes too. Like I know. We were at Eli's event and yeah. we were playing... S- uh, slay,
0: slay nay or may, slay yeah, slay
1: nay or may, and everything Carly was saying, nay, nay to, I was like, mm, gonna slay. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> like, that's kind of hot. I like would love to go on a first date at the Cheesecake Factory, and Carly's like, absolutely yeah, not. Yeah, like
0: kill me now, literally, <laughs> don't ever. <laughs> but that's what like makes it good. That's yeah. what makes the dynamic good. Thank you guys so much for coming yes! on. this was, this so, was fun. so fun. Yes. Where can everyone find you guys? Plug the pod and plug your personals.
1: Okay, our podcast is at between us girlies on tiktok and at between us girlies pod on instagram my personal is brand double underscore flakes with two z's on tiktok brand underscore flakes with two z's on instagram
2: podcast is already plugged but black truffle on instagram and tiktok no c in black just b-l-a-k truffle (laughs)
0: <laughs> Thank you guys so much for coming on. Thank guys, you.
2: be sure to follow. Um,
0: be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already. Really, like, hit the subscribe button, please. Thank you. Um, give us a five star rating and review if you haven't. And follow us on Instagram at Real with CW and on TikTok at Real with Carly Weinstein. And we love you guys, and we will see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye. What a wonderful.